Welcome to the Jason Wojo Podcast, eight-figure advertiser, marketer, speaker, and mentor who has scaled 50-plus brands to seven and eight figures. Jason went from culinary school dropout to millionaire by the age of 24 and has been featured in major news outlets such as Entrepreneur Magazine, New York Weekly's 30 Under 30, IMDb, NBC, ABC, Fox, and many more. After spending over $10 million on paid ads across various channels and generating his clients and himself over $50 million online, this podcast serves as a beacon to all listeners as a way to educate and give business owners around the world tactical ways to scale their business and make more money. Jason has also built the biggest personal brand online for paid advertising with over 1.1 million followers and has an entire content team posting on Instagram nine to 10 times every single day. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern for new episodes and subscribe below and give a five-star review if you like today's episode or a previous one. With that said, let's get right into today's episode. All right, what's going on today, guys? Welcome to the Jason Mojo Podcast. I have somebody really, really uh, awesome on today. Uh, his name is Josh Snow. He's the owner of Snow Teeth Whitening, nine-figure e-commerce brand and one of the highest-grossing Shopify stores on the planet. Um, he absolutely took over influencer marketing by getting his brand to work with A-list celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres, the Kardashians, and Floyd Mayweather. He also owns and hosts a mastermind for e-com brand owners who are looking to scale to seven and eight figures. What's going on, man? Welcome. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, of course. Um, I want to start off with a really simple question um, because I know there's a lot of people who are watching this who own Shopify stores. And I want to know why did you decide to do teeth whitening? Like what made the product come about? Uh, personal experience. I, I started whitening my teeth when I was 13 because I, I started building websites and naturally like a lot of us to started doing it for other people. So like an agency and, um, and so meeting with clients, uh, nobody knew that I was under 18 years old. So for me, like having a white smile was like really important to me. And I was, I was even going on eBay and buying like the, the clinical strength stuff on, on eBay, you know, um, you know, th throughout most of my life. And as a result of that, got super sensitive teeth, like, uh, you know, tens of millions of Americans struggle with sensitive teeth, sensitivity. And so I couldn't do the dental treatments anymore. Um, uh, and so there, there was, at the time, I was looking for kind of what's the middle of the market, you know, what's something that gets me professional level results at home, um, something that I didn't have to buy on eBay and like a black market, you mm -hmm. know, um, a real brand, so to speak. And when I was going through jaw surgery, uh, you know, I said, this is probably the toughest industry to break into. Um, but I was looking for a huge challenge at the time too. I had, I was at a point in my career and in my life when I, when I needed something big, I needed something where I could, you know, I could scale this and keep, keep this challenge going for 50 years, let's say. So, you know, how many people have teeth grows with population growth from two years old to 102 years old. We've got them as a customer and it's, you know, the window was open also at the time for um, a direct to consumer 
you know, oral, we call ourselves more an oral cosmetic brand, but really fusing my experience in cosmetics and my personal experience. And then, you know, I ended up looping in my oral surgeon to help out and, you know, started looping in the community. But to me, teeth whitening came about because one, I was targeting the oral care segment. Two, because it was extremely difficult. I had already sold many businesses by this point. I was looking for that challenge. I needed kind of something to keep me engaged because I realized that I would, I love starting things up and it was like always exhilarating and different business partners and different teams and, you know, and, and boom, this one's profitable. And I got really good at building, you know, I would say five to $25 million businesses or five to $20 million businesses. Uh, got really good at spinning those out and started doing angel investing and then realized that I was nowhere near wealthy enough to give enough money out for it to really matter. Um, so I was like, I got to go back into the trenches and I need something that's going to keep me engaged. Um, that's always changing. That's like super competitive, you know, boring industry. I want, I wanted that. I mean, the most natural thing would have been for me to just simply go straight into skincare or go straight into hair care or go straight into, you know, color cosmetics or something else. Right. Or even software. But for me, I had personal experience with it. It was a huge challenge that I think I needed. And I, and I, I realized I needed in my life continually. Cause I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to like play golf. I don't like golf. I don't, like <laughs> don't want to learn how to play golf right now in my life. Uh, you know, I, this is my sport, you know, business and brand building is my sport. I love watching it. I love reading about it. I love talking about it. I love being on podcasts, talking about it. Like, it, this is everything. And I absolutely enjoy it. Not that I'm, you know, working 24 seven and all stressed out. I'm fortunate to have amazing teams now, but um, I would say snow came about and teeth whining specifically because it was, it made the most sense from what I was trying to accomplish, which was blend beauty and oral care and kind of personal care into one brand called snow. And it started as snow teeth whitening. Uh, and now we're just at snow on Instagram. We're at snow on TikTok, at snow on Facebook. Uh, and we have our first, uh, child brand, which is for kids called frost at frost on Instagram. Uh, frost is our kids oral care line powered by snow, all natural, no artificial colors, the best ingredients, um, amazing packaging, amazing story, uh, eco-friendly one for one model. Every toothbrush sold, we give one to the 19 million American children without dental care. So, you know, it's, it's exciting because we have inside of Snow, which is one of many brands that I own, inside of Snow, we get to now launch Frost by Snow. And so the story continues. And, and if I didn't have a big enough addressable market, uh, you know, I think if I was starting out of my career, I wouldn't have picked this, certainly not. Um, and if the timing wasn't the right timing, like now it's difficult. Now Facebook ads are 40% more expensive. Influencer marketing doesn't work, right? Like this, it's a lot more difficult now. So I took that window. We now have millions of followers, uh, you know, over a million users of our products. We have, uh, you know, and we have, I think, an enviable average order value in our industry. It's usually a commoditized business. So I mean, the thing that's important too, is that you're keeping the congruency because like you talk about, you know, Facebook ads being so expensive and influencer marketing being so expensive. You don't want to try like a whole entire new niche because you already have spent all this, you know, millions of dollars on these ads and have all this data. 
why try to reinvent the wheel and do something else? Um, I think that's really smart. So that's kind of where I wanted to get to the next question, um, because I know you spent a lot of money on ads. How much you guys spend a month around? Just for snow this year, we'll spend probably 40 million. Okay. Wow. In advertising just this year alone, somewhere around there. It's, it's quarter four the holidays. We've got a lot of new products launching. We have the kids line launching in less than 30 days. Uh, we're launching that with one of the biggest families on social media. Um, so we'll see what happens on the advertising side, but that was the whole goal. My, you know, after coming from media buying background and, you know, all kinds of backgrounds in digital marketing, but, uh, I wanted a brand that I was like, okay, you know, cause we've got, we've got lots of different businesses and snow's definitely the, the, the biggest and the most well-known. And I looked at that and I said, we need to, we need the ability to spend, a hundred million a year profitably on media, on whatever that is, marketing, advertising, because that is a position that I think is much more powerful than simply saying we make a hundred million a year in sales yeah. because people go, so what, how do I get a piece of that? When I say I spent a hundred million a year, what do you have to sell me? It kind of curates a lot of deal flow internally. It changes the dynamics of the business. It also I think we know, uh, you know, we're, we entirely bootstrapped, self-funded the first hundred million dollars in sales, uh, direct to consumer. And so, you know, we're customer funded, we're customer invested. We have over 10,000 photos, the largest, uh, library of transformations. And so I think spending a hundred million dollars gives us a position to of seat at a lot of tables. And then when you combine it across my organization, including snow, I get to, I get economies of scale. So across all the companies, we'll probably spend 75 million this year. Uh, we've already spent 50 million across all of the, um, all of the business units and snow mm -hmm. definitely surges in holiday. So spending 75 million, we're almost there across the brands that I own to, of spending that hundred million dollars a year, which is really what my goal was. Um, and now we're starting to, you know, retail's really big for us. A lot of other channels are starting to emerge as com um, complementary to our online sales. And so we're, we're, we're navigating that world and we're having a lot of fun because a lot of us have never done retail in, in the same way. And so we're utilizing our unfair kind of competitive advantages in terms of uh, you know, in terms of our list size, we, we have all of our sales, you know, over a million customers inside of Shopify and beyond that, that we have, you know, data on surveys that customers fill out. We ask every customer to fill out a survey. We know what products they're interested in. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of metadata on a million plus Shopify customers. Um, and that's, extremely valuable to our acquisition model. It's extremely valuable to our expansion model. And <coughs> one thing I learned is that entrepreneurs have this kind of just uh, this amazing tendency to shiny objects in them, especially marketers. And there's just so much everywhere. And it's like, do we run TikTok? Oh no, we got to run Snapchat. Oh, we got to run this, we got to run that. And, you know, I, I do two to three things extremely well a year mm -hmm. and one of those things is hiring the best people that i can find i'm always hiring i'm always looking for great people 
and I'm, I, I will create opportunities for great people. And that's one of the few jobs I have, and I have to be really good at my job. And my job is to uh, solve, help solve and contribute to solving issues that no one else can solve singularly or, or kind of even, a, even in a group. So across my businesses, every day I have funneled up to the top these incredibly, sometimes incredibly simple, kind of just more EQ kind of style of solution. And then sometimes there's, there are these incredibly complex, they include, you know, people, right? When you include people in anything, it, it just complicates the situation and you've got to be very difficult navigate. You've got to be very careful navigating that because for me, my personal brand is, is very important to me. My being who I am, being Josh Snow is me. And I think I've never, and that's what Snow I think has given me. And that's why I, you know, I push it so much and I share it so much is because I've realized that, wow, this is what it's done for me. What if I share this story and I share these resources and I share the absolute honest truth, not the virtue signaling, oh, I just got lucky or you just got to work harder or, you know, money is not the end goal. It's like that. Those are, I don't know. A lot, some people really believe that. Some people really believe a lot of things. Uh, money is simply a tool to hopefully help more people create more opportunity. And then you can't take it with, with you when you die. So hopefully you start giving it away as fast as you can. But uh, if you want to enjoy that, otherwise save it for your family, they'll get rid of it. So um, I think that the ver that's been really important to me. And Snow has given me kind of a stage, I guess, like a, an opportunity. Um, and I, the more that I share, the more the company grows, the more the team grows. It's been crazy because people go, people go, don't you get ripped off? Like you share everything. You share how you do this and how you think about this. And I go, that's the whole point is that this is the people who then, you see, this is the tip of the iceberg, but I try to share even underneath the iceberg. I share the whole thing mm -hmm. because, um, innovation you, you need competition to drive innovation and there's an idea of like screw competition peter till like i get that side too um but what we do is nearly impossible so it's it's actually really exciting kind of like a magician and you see someone try the magic trick and they're like i don't know how he does it yeah <laughs> sometimes you got to just shut your mouth and let people try the magic trick sometimes they'll even make a little bit of money if they're, if they're encroaching too closely, then we got a legal team, you know, to handle that. But sometimes you have to let people go. I, I was reading a case study on Louis Vuitton or some of the, you know, uh, designer brands and the counterfeit market is, is, is billions and billions of dollars a year, right? A lot of damage to this, to these brands. Well, they actually under, they understand that they can't completely reduce that to zero that there will always be a black market for counterfeit uh, designer goods. So what they do instead is they monitor it, they manage it, they manage the flow of it. Because the thing is, if you're buying a, 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 you know, a $3,000 Louis Vuitton bag for 300 bucks and it's a knockoff, you weren't ready to spend the $3,000 anyway. You were not an active customer of Louis Vuitton at that very moment. The thing that they study and they realize is that you buy this counterfeit good and you bring it around and it may be the best counterfeit good. It looks almost identical to the real thing, 99%, but you know, it's not. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that, that 
you get all of this validation. The brand gets so much compliments, you know, even though it's counterfeit, all these compliments. What happens is psychologically, uh, someone's identity, someone's persona, someone's status gets kind of transformed. It's like a, it's like a parasite or a virus. It's like a virus. That virus attaches itself. That's just, that's the same reason why the used car dealer or the car dealer car uh, salesman wants you to take the car home for the weekend without signing any papers. He wants you to post it on Instagram so that you more these two together. And then guess what happens? She saves up for the $3,000 one and she goes and buys it and she becomes a customer for life. And so Louis Vuitton can either diffuse their brand and come out with Louis by Louis Vuitton, which is $300 little purses that kind of look like Louis Vuitton, but that would water down one of the most valued brands in the world. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, it's almost like, and I don't know the exact ins and outs, but from what I read, it's like they understand that it's happening. They allow, not allow, but they have to allow indirectly a certain amount of that to happen. And it's really just, um, uh, shuffling out and priming the customer because they weren't going to spend 3000 anyway. They didn't have 3000, maybe whatever that is, but they're going to get all these compliments. And if it works, they, the first thing they're asking for is a Louis Vuitton purse, or the first thing they want as a gift is a real from the store. I want to go there and get it. So it's just interesting to think about that. And when you think about brand building, you think about what we've done and the amount of sharing I do, it's actually created this like crazy entrepreneurial army you know, like a snow, snow troopers. And they're like, Hey, someone in Brazil is ripping off one of your models pictures. We get this inbound. It's illegal. Like from all my Instagram, Facebook messenger emails, like Josh, huge fan of yours. I listen to your podcast. You know, there's this guy who's impersonating, you know, one of your products over here. So it's actually now it's working in my favor and it's been really nice. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't worry about that. I think you either share it and everybody hears about it. Or you don't share it. Not enough people hear about it. I wanted, I wanted Snow to be the one company that was as public as I could be. Hmm. So right now with all this money that you're spending on ads, like what is the, the biggest platform for you? And, um, you know, what's the angle that's working the best? Choose your generated content. And it's Facebook and Instagram still because of reach, um, you know, and Facebook, you know, announced that 40% increase in CPMs, the increase in their revenue is coming from not more advertisers, not more users on the platform. It's simply a tax inflation, 40% inflation on, on customer acquisition costs on Facebook and Instagram. So you know, and they're working on WhatsApp. They acquired WhatsApp and everybody left because they started making noise about turning it into an ad platform because they got to go to bigger land, Facebook. Then they went to Instagram. Now they're going to WhatsApp. They're hoping, Mark's hoping eventually, I think, that he'll go to Oculus where the ads are everywhere and all the data is in your you know, head. So well, I'm guessing that's kind of where they're going. But anyway, right now it's Facebook and Instagram. That's just what has a scale. Google, because of search, it just branded and stuff you gotta kind of have to do that amazon actually has been you know significant for us we brought it in-house from an agency and we've really been able to kind of rebuild it in-house in the last few months and it's looking incredibly strong for for our brand and then um i I would say promising snapchat and tiktok are promising tiktok is tough because 
not just that they're younger, because you could do 35 and up and there are uh, plenty of people for you, but uh, the buying behavior is different. People want to, TikTokers want to buy on Amazon. They want to do their own research. They want to see the video and then like, what's it called? They'll go to Amazon. Let me read some more reviews. Oh, I think this is the right one. Okay, I'll buy it. And then, every, and then it sells out. When it clicks, TikTok makes products sell out. And so, but they're usually lower price products under 30. They're usually like, you got to have an Amazon storefront because you got to send people to your Amazon. Like, and it's got to have some type of visual effect, like a acne patch. You can put it on and see and peel it off and it's gone. Like there's got to be some type of element there. So we're figuring out TikTok right now on the snow business and the other brands, but on the snow business, um, particularly for Frost, which is all our products are under $20 for Frost. It's for kids. Mm-hmm. So looking at that with TikTok, but I'll say right now, user generated content, you know, if you look at the ads that we run, it's a lot of, you know, uh, people using the product. It's mm-hmm. in action. They're using it. They're unboxing it. They're talking about what they're getting. They're talking about what they love about the product. It's so minty. My teeth look so much brighter and I feel so much more confident, you know, and then of course, big captions, you know, colorful little animations and, um, and, and then we're starting to, to dibble and dabble more into pre-sale kind of pages where we can give more information without uh, cluttering the product page. So we're starting to do more of, you know, six reasons why you should switch to this toothpaste. And then kind of what do we want to call out about our product? You know, what's special about it? What do we talk about? Boom, boom, boom. And then what's the offer? And so one of the things that even in uh, our powerhouse group for the e-commerce entrepreneurs, people are so focused on the ad network, the ad creative, um, that they forget about the offer. And yeah. I'm like, that's like, you know, and you know this, it's like that, if you have a great offer, freecreditreport.com, uh, dollarshaveclub.com. If you have, it doesn't have to be in your domain, but those are the easiest ones to think about where it's like, it's very straightforward. What's your offer? And so we've been going back and we now offer buy now, pay later on the website. So cutting the price in four, um, you know, that's helped us at least get people warmed up instead of saying it's 150 bucks. Hi, nice to meet you. 150 bucks. Whoa, I'm out, dude. Instead, it's like, hey, $37, four payments, free shipping. Oh, let me read some more. Let me get to know this a little bit more. So we spend a lot of time. We're we're actively hiring right now for uh, CRO. Uh, data scientists. So we're really trying to uh, copywriting. We're really trying to get more sophisticated with the way we educate our customers. Um, and I would say that Facebook user generated content, seeing people use the product on Instagram. We're also doing some whitelisting where um, influencers are, you know, enabling us to boost the content through their page with yeah. our pixel, our data. So it's a lot more just, it's a lot more soft, like People don't really like advertisements. They don't, they don't love ads. They, you know, they tolerate them and they hope that they're entertaining sometimes. And they hope that they actually, that's why I think iOS 14 was horrible because actually the surveys came back like 69% of people would prefer targeted ads versus untargeted once they learn what that means. So it actually, like for me, I'm, I miss targeted ads on my Instagram because when I buy a certain style of shirt, I get other brands that did styles like that. And I discover and I'd find really cool brands like Instagram ads were awesome. Now with limited targeting, 
I'm going to get a cat ad and I don't have a cat or something, right? Like who knows, right? Like it, it kind of changes things. It's not really like Apple is like, we did it for the people. And I'm like, I don't think necessarily. Well, for like me, yeah, for people in the media buying space though, like I like to see ads because I use them as inspiration for either clients or like my own stuff too. Like I see certain sure. behaviors in ads and I'm like, hey, that was good. Like I should use that. And that was like a really good learning behavior for me to obviously like optimize a lot of the stuff in my business. Um, but back to what you were saying about the Facebook CPMs up 40%. But you know what that's doing though? Like that's making us focus more on like the back end of the business, like AOV and all that. So I kind of want to go over the things you're doing right now to increase your AOV, not just the pay over time stuff, but are more of your buyers subscribe and save? Are you going more for LTV or like front end buyer AOV? Oh man, that's been, you know, we've, with the size of our business, uh, it's so difficult to, to kind of mold. We've been working behind the scenes for maybe a year, year and a half on subscription strategy, because my whole thing was, you know, we could have launched with a toothbrush first. It has a built-in subscription head. Uh, you know, we've got ours launching next month and it's beautiful. We spent a lot of time, a lot more time than maybe we should have, but it's like, it's, it's our first toothbrush. Like it should be awesome and it's going to get better, but it should be like really awesome. So with the company, our size on, in terms of like Shopify and modifying from high average order value, right? We have customers who spend $800, $2,000, right? They're buying gifts for the whole family. We're the giftable brand uh, in whitening category. Like that's it. So like they're buying large quantities and it's very difficult as a self-funded business to be like, ah, oh, but we know that if we gave them a better deal, but they're on subscription and they stayed long enough that we'd end up making more. Well, that's why a lot of SaaS companies and a lot of subscription companies raise a ton of money. And, you know, so some of our closest competitors is one has raised, you know, I think a hundred million and others raised maybe close to 50 million. Um, and we haven't. So, that for us is super important in terms of profitability because our customers are investors. That's why the products have to work. They have to be great. The packaging has to be on point. Everything's got to be there as best as we can. We like split test our packaging, right? Like what's the better satisfaction, the sleeve or the magnetic flip off, or like we're testing every single aspect of it. And that helps with uh, uh, returning customers, word of mouth. So to answer your question, right now, for holiday, you know, holiday is gifting. We're a gifting brand. So we have to feature, like right now, we have our after pay day sales going on. So those are large bundles divided by four. So to drive AOV, we've been launching more products. I talked to a lot of, of e-commerce entrepreneurs in my mastermind through Instagram and they have just one product or they have just two or three. They don't have accessory products. They don't, you know, they don't have bundle kits, starter kits, ultimate kits. If you look at every retailer, Macy's, Costco, anywhere you go, they have kits. They have put things together and make it easy for people. If you only have one product, then do a three pack, right? Do a buy two, get one free. That's your main offer divided by four with afterpay. And then in terms of subscription, my whole thing with subscriptions, I don't want to force subscription. Like there are only a few things that we do during the day that makes sense to subscribe to. Brushing your teeth twice a day is one of them. 
toothpaste. I never want to worry about running out of toothpaste. I just want it to show up. I want it to be natural and the best ingredients. I want it to work and I want it to be cool. And I want to know that I can cancel or pause or anything at any time. Okay, cool. That's all with toothpaste. That's one of the few things that man, women, and child do billions of people all around the world twice a day, other than like eat, right? Restroom, mm-hmm. you know, drink water. Like there's like a few things that like four and that's one of them. And so that makes sense for a subscriptive product, which is why our toothpaste, we spent two years developing our toothpaste, just testing every aspect, working with different manufacturers, different formulas, anything we could get down to get the consistency, viscosity, all these things I didn't know I was going to have to learn, but um, we had to get that right because toothpaste is the number one most sold product in retail, but it's a commodity. It's impossible to break into, but ours has got to be good. So now we've been moving our attachment rate has been really strong because our customers trust us now. You know, we, we've had, we have over a million users, happy customers, who use the products, they know one thing. Snow knows how to make my teeth white and bright. That's all I know. Oh, they have whitening toothpaste. Oh, they have whitening mouthwash. Oh, they have whitening toothbrush. Oh, they... let me complete the line if white and bright teeth are important to me. And now we're starting to add other things like, you know, gum health and, you know, things for the enamel, sensitivity, mm-hmm. bleeding gums. So we're starting to kind of move in that direction. We, we just... Uh, uh, we're in the process, I can say, we're in the process of acquiring a, a business today that has the clinical medical kind of establishment so that we can do some more research into bleeding gums. Some of the things on that side of, of, of the business, we're mostly a cosmetic focused business. But right now we're doing both. Attachment rate, we have over 50% of customers subscribing. Wow. Uh, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's just yeah. getting started. I think, you know, our competitors have, I think a pretty high point because it's a forced subscription model. It's, you have yeah. to get on the sub- subscription model. But for us, 40 to 50% is great because people, we don't want to force anybody into s- subscription. Mm-hmm. We want to put the, you know, our money where their mouth is and see the results and then say, hey, how nice would it be to never worry about this for $9? Like, yeah, dude, you got me. I'm sold for the next 50 years. I'm using snow. And we see when people switch to snow, they don't go back. That's a, that's a metric we've been really tracking. Okay, that's insane, 40, 50%. So as far as like all these other products that that you're launching, um, what do you, th- like as far as the kits and whatnot that you're trying to put together, are you more concerned about people getting that like teeth whitening as a front end and then buying a kit as an upsell? Like what have you seen work as the best upsells? Primarily for like your price point. So that's the thing. That's the other thing with, with, with a um, kind of premium, higher price products business is that when, you know, when you sell a million teeth whitening kits, you know, and that average order value that you're used to, and then you start introducing, like, I, I think we have some of the best lip care products in the game. And we've got a lip oil launching very shortly that is just out of this world. Like, we actually, we're in the mouth and around the mouth. The lips are like the frame to the picture, which is a smile. Like we focus in this area and I think some of our lip care products are the best. And, and like we have zero returns, like like zero returns on our lip care products. Everybody loves them. I love them. But the thing is they're 30 bucks. 
So they're, when you, when you have someone coming in, you start to impact your AOV across the board, right? Average order value, it starts going, whoa. And then if your customer acquisition cost doesn't drop at that same rate, you now have an inverse delta, you're losing money. So that's where, that's where we've been really careful because we do spend a lot on paid media. We have 20 plus channels now of driving sales, but Facebook is still important to us. So it's like, how do we introduce these new products, make sure they're successful without cannibalizing uh, the current business as well. And so the, what we're finding right now is you have to have the right chain. So if someone comes in for a wireless kit, which is 300 bucks, 299 wireless kit, are you going to sell them toothpaste first? What makes sense to sell them? Well, someone buying a wireless system at $300, they're really investing. They might like a second unit for half off. Yeah, if it, I was going yeah. to say more of the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. And then if they don't want that, maybe they want to add the wired kit for a discount. So they get the wireless, get the wired for a gift, a little gift bundle. Then we also sell for people that don't want subscription. We offer them three months, six months, one year of refills, lock it in, just get a great deal. You're buying this. So one kit, half off a second one, one year of refills. And so you have an average order by $580 all of a sudden, right? And like that's, but that makes sense for that flow. Then you have, let's take the other extreme. So there's like other stuff in the middle and then there's toothpaste. Toothpaste, 14 bucks or whatever, 15 bucks, right? Under 20. So our toothpaste products under 20 bucks. Okay, super mass marketable, super scalable. Everybody uses toothpaste, but they're kind of stuck in their ways. So you kind of have to educate them and go through that whole process. But the value of educating them, if you could do it cheap enough and scaled out enough is that you gain the trust if you do it right. So, okay, the, the, the upside of toothpaste is that everybody gets it and the, ad ha the ads have tons of engagement. Downside is we barely make money on the product as it is. So like we've got a few dollars maybe of margin. So I have to acquire a user for $2. Well, it's not 2014 Facebook days, so you yeah. can't do that anymore. So what do you do? That's why for us. So you're basically gambling though on not gambling, but like you would rather lose money on the front end because you know, in 30 days, they're going to spend more money anyway. Well, no. So you want to set up. So for example, you have the toothpaste here and it's 15 bucks. Okay. And hopefully they're subscribing. So half of the customers are subscribing. Okay. And so, you know, and, and our products, because they're cosmetic focused, a lot of times are monthly subscriptions. So you're talking about, and they get a little bit of discount. So call it $12 a month, 12 months, it's 144. So in reality, I've got the average order value to afford okay. that, but we have the upsell daisy chain. So would you like fries with that? Would you like a drink? So come in for toothpaste. Do we go, oh, you're coming in for $12 toothpaste. Here's a $300 wireless kit. They're like, oh, what? <laughs> Instead, it's hey, we have these dissolving whitening strips. So here's a two-week two treatment. You're going to have a nice, beautiful white smile and you've got your toothpaste already to maintain it. Good to go. Okay, how much is that? Under 50. Okay, so I'm under 20. Now I'm going under 50. That makes sense. I'm willing to check it out. Well, if you've got the strips, then you're going to really love the kit or you're really going to love the toothbrush or you're really going to love, the, if you got the AM toothpaste, you're going to love our PM toothpaste, which is lavender. 
So let's throw that in there. So that one, the average order value chain is, let's just throw out a number 80 bucks. This one's 500 bucks. But customer acquisition costs are one-tenth of it down here. So it's really figuring that out. That's why I always urge entrepreneurs, launch more products, JV with people, wholesale other products and just rebrand them or whatever you can do to have more to play with. Because if you're competing against me, it's very difficult because my average order value is 580 up here. They're getting this, this, this. My subscription take rate is 50%. So now the machine is built. But up front, I had to sell a million teeth whining kits for $149. Yeah. So that um, kind of brings me to our last question. Um, so I know a lot of people obviously own e-com stores who are listening to this. Um, what right now are like the biggest conversion boosters that you're seeing? Because I know you test a lot of stuff as far as your like ad landers. Yeah. Um, like what are you seeing right now that's increasing the conversion rates the most? Not, I mean, obviously like the pay over time option definitely helps. That helps, yep. Yeah. I mean, I've got, we've, we've got some things that, like we know, raise commercial rate, like the fact we're in every Bed Bath & Beyond, we have the Bed Bath & Beyond logo, Target, you know. Okay. So those are the, those are kind of like some of the things that take us a long time. We're on Alan DeGeneres, so yeah. Alan shows, so as seen on Alan with the clip, that helps. But um, we've been testing the, the circles at the top, uh, the menu. So, you know, on Instagram, I was on Instagram and all the stories have circles and I'm just tapping through them. And I go, that's such a natural kind of behavior now for people that have Instagram. So if they come from an Instagram ad, we're showing a menu that looks like the stories circles. So you can see it right now on trysnow.com. It's whitening kit, wireless kit, whitening strips, toothpaste. It's got a little red ring. We're testing the colors, red, green, yellow. And it's different for every store that we have, for every brand. But for snow, red seems to be doing okay now. That's actually really interesting. That's a good angle. I never, I would never think of that. So we're, you know, we're testing things like that. We, we do, you know, we do things where, uh, you know, for example, on the, uh, I'll show you, or not show you, but I'm going to click here just so I can look at it. So um, we created uh, the confidence club. So the confidence club is you get a, you get $50 off really the value for the teeth whitening kit, which is what everybody wants. And you're going to get free whitening toothpaste, and charcoal floss, it's a $30 value with your first order. But every 90 days, it's $14.95. So $14.95 plus tax every 90 days, they're gonna get a free floss, a whitening floss, charcoal floss, and a whitening toothpaste from snow. So, you know, times four are, sorry, times four, so that we can make $60. So it's a different sliding scale depending on the offer. But I would recommend anybody listening, if you wanna test this out, Yes, the buy now, pay later. Yes, the sticky bar for add to cart. Yes, the little circles up top. But think about your offer. Say, what it, what part of this product that I sell or this service has a recurring element to it? And how can I create my own confidence club? What does that make sense in my business to call it? And what am I going to send them every month, every three months that makes sense? For someone buying a teeth whitening kit from Snow, getting billed 15 bucks, to never worry about floss and toothpaste in your life ever again from a brand you now trust and love and got you white teeth with a kit, why would you go anywhere else? So that is like, I'm like, gosh, I wish we would have done that two years ago, you know, but we've been working on it. So those are some of the things. And then we're testing everything. We've, we're testing um, placement of reviews, replacing, uh, testing product description. We're testing the stickiness of the, the part. I think 
every other day you come to snow, you can kind of the website, you can see a new split test kind of mm -hmm. unfolding. Dude, that's nuts. So yeah, man, I really appreciate having you on. I know we went like a lot longer than I thought, but dude, you were giving us really good points. I wanted to just let you keep going. Um, I'll put your links down below. And uh, yeah, man, it was good having you on. Uh, we'll definitely great. stay connected, chop it up soon. But yeah, man, appreciate you. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks.